1: Hello, welcome to the show. What can I tell you? Pear jailed after 1.6 million euro wine heist at a high-end restaurant in Spain, a court in Spain... Has sentenced two people to four and a half years in prison after the theft of 1.6 million euros worth, 1.4 million pounds worth of expensive wine from a high-end restaurant in a heist that made headlines around the world. That's very sophisticated, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The BBC have just screened this amazing drama called Gold, haven't they? Starring Hugh oh, Bonneville. Oh, it's so good. Well, I think it's good. I mean, some of the sniffy, um Sunday um, TV reviews didn't like it so much, but I, you know, I thought it was great as well. We haven't
0: finished it yet, but we're deeply enjoying it. Well, you know what
1: happens? I mean, no,
0: no, I'm trish- I no, I don't know, I don't know. It's a true Please. story. I know it is, but I don't know the story. All right,
1: you don't know the story. OK, fine, sorry, sorry, I apologise. <laughs> um, but, the, I mean, you know, the, the team, if they have just finished on that one, and, you know, generally real people loved it. Well done, the BBC. Well done, everybody involved in it. You know, this is your next one, isn't it? I mean, you know, what a, what a heist. I mean, it's still against... It's still not a very nice thing to do, of course, but, you know, it's just, I don't know, there's something... Anti-hero kind of ro- anti-romantic, no anti-hero romantic about a wine heist. Yeah, yep. you know, did you know knowing their. <laughs> I
2: don't know. I don't know. Yes. No, leave that one. Leave that one. It's a nineteen sixty. We we want the fifty-eight. Please. How
1: many? How many bottles of wine do you think were involved in the one point six million euro heist?
2: Ooh, so I think
0: they're going for quality over quantity. We're okay, yeah. So good thinking.
1: Um, you're very
2: warm, very very warm. In fact, you're hot.
0: Thanks. Um, oh, like a thousand. A
2: thousand. Hmm. That's us. I'm going to go fewer than a thousand. Hmm. I'm going to go eight hundred
1: forty-five.
0: Oh. What? What? Forty-five bottles? <laughs> yeah,
2: suddenly, it's probably not got a series in it. Yeah. Maybe it has got <laughs> Where like. Where are a, they going to
0: sell them to? A half hour after the
1: Queen's, yeah. <laughs> uh, the King's speech, rather on Christmas Day. Um, well, nobody anymore. No. It would seem there's a there's a fantastic documentary on Netflix, isn't it, about wine faking? And it's true, isn't it? It's a true story. Oh, what's it it's what literally one of the greatest things you you will not believe the endeavor and in the industry. This guy goes into a faking his life as a wine expert, and b then. Able to fake wine and to to fool to con the the greatest palates in the uh, in the world as to what's whether this is genuine like you know world class you know premier crew. what's it called Mira it's called Sour Grapes it's on Netflix it is have you seen it no it's
0: oh, a great name well when
1: you finish Gold yeah watch Sour Grapes. Have you seen it, us? No. Oh, it's like oh my god! I'm so glad it's Tuesday. we were recommending something for the weekend already. Sour grapes this weekend. Watch it, and you can thank me later. Easter egg tasters wanted. No yolk. Aldi's advertised for people to take on new jobs as Easter egg ta- tasters. When kids hear this kind of story, they just don't believe it. They no. think it's grown ups, you know, grown ups encouraging. Look, don't worry, you know, you know, might not look, you know, might not like school, but look, when you once you get through to through when you can see the light, when you're like 15, 16, 17, 18, you know, um, you, there are jobs like this out there in the real world. They're thinking, no, they're not. This is just made up. Apparently not. The supermarket says it wants to employ three chief Easter egg tasting officers to make sure its range is up to scratch. Its advert states this road is open to all applicants of all ages across the nation. The only criteria is a love of sweet tree.
2: Oh, well, okay.
1: It's a it's a bit sus because Easter the Easter eggs have been on the shelves for ages and now they want to sell a few more so they're advertising mm-hmm. this job. But go, it's got us read. Really, look, we've just mentioned Aldi and Easter eggs. Fill your boots. Do you we've, think Aldi? We fell into your trap. Do you think
0: Easter egg tasting is like wine tasting? Like you have to spit it out after you've sort of eaten a bit.
1: If you well, have you ever spat chocolate, you know, it's quite difficult. <clears throat> well, it's very gobby, isn't it? Yeah. It's like it's like it's like chocolate coloured gob, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it gives it a real. I mean, if you want to, it, it gives you definitely more range. Oh yeah, no question. <laughs> they go further. There's no question about that. I mean, <laughs> you know that.
0: Yeah, oh, totally.
1: The more, the more gravity, the more weight something has, the more mental yep. it has, and you've got yourself. Yeah.
0: Own... Oh yeah. A,
2: a cherry stone is the is the absolute king of of what to spit. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All right, bake to the Future. Cars will
1: run on batteries powered by everyday items you have in your kitchen cupboard within 10 years. Cars will run on batteries powered by baking powder or sea salt within 10 years, scientists claim. They believe the bake to the Future plan, that was good, is not it, will replace the standard lithium battery. It's funny, isn't it, um, because Back to the Future is a musical at the moment, isn't it? Yes. They're very clever, aren't they? I mean, who would think? How confident have you got to be in your craft to think we're going to take, the Back to the Future franchise franchise. Add songs, put it on stage, and people are gonna love it. You go, No, they're not. And they do. Yeah.
0: My kids <laughs> went to see it, it with their grandparents and yes. they absolutely loved it.
1: Yeah. Uh snow sweeps in northern into northern England from Scotland with more areas set to be blanketed. Could even plummet to minus fifteen degrees over the next few days. I gotta tell you, it's It is warm. I know Rachel doesn't think so, but you feel the cold a lot. Uh, But I I ran in today uh, across London, and obviously, you know, I'm running, there's activity going on, but I was really, really hot today. It's not, but it's coming down. We've had pictures from um, People's Back Gardens sent to us. A lady from Aberdeen. Oh, where is it? You've got to see this. Is it Justin? Here we go yeah. from Francis and Abbey. Look at that. That's her garden furniture this yeah. morning. You know when the snow falls, um, because nobody's messed with it, it sort it sort of stacks up, and you can see the shape of everything in your garden. Uh, but obviously, everything's six inches bigger than it should be. That's Francis' garden. That's coming it's our cool. way. That's yeah. snow. Okay, I, I'll gi- I'll give. When it arrives here, I'll give you that. Thanks. Okay. Uh, Somebody's been stretching early this morning. Here we go. Laura in Whitstable up and easing back into the running with an extra long stretching session after a nasty fall the weekend. I'm hoping to make it around in one piece today. I was stretching a lot yesterday. You know, every time I stretch, I love it. I've never stretched enough. I've now been stretched by Rachel, my wonderful physio. But I think not for everyone, definitely not for everyone. But for many, many people, stretching is a bit like defrosting the freezer. You only do it when you absolutely mm-hmm. have to. And then you, after you've done anything, why didn't I do this before? Yeah. You know, maybe you could combine the two. Uh, this is just in from Joe Biden. I may be 80 years old, but I'm sharper than a steel blade and vibrant enough to outsmart the best tech geniuses around. Look, I was the one who helped pass Obamacare and the assault weapons ban, and I'm not going to let anyone question my intelligence or clarity of judgment. Just in from Joe Biden.
0: That doesn't sound 100% like him. Is that from some sort of...
1: It's actually not Joe Biden. It's it's AI Joe Biden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not not far off, though. I thought it was Joe. I thought it was too. And I think you just suspected it was AI. No,
0: there was a tinniness. There was something to it. Really? There was something to it that wasn't quite... Play
1: it again. This isn't Joe Biden. This is AI Joe Biden. I may be 80 years old, but I'm sharper than a
0: steel blade and vibrant enough to outsmart the best tech geniuses around. Look, I was the one who helped pass Obamacare and the assault weapons ban, and I'm not going to let anyone
1: question my intelligence or clarity of judgment. OK, here's the real Joe Biden. I've never been more optimistic about our future. Yeah, yeah it's a bit more throaty, isn't it? We Just to remember who we it's are. A, and a bit more sleepy. We're
2: United
0: yeah. See, the AI's still awake. The AI's pronunciation <laughs>
2: is too crisp. Hmm. I sort of wish the AI was Joe Biden. I mean, that would be a cool thing to say. I did this, and I'm
0: of America as a robot.
2: I'm I'm sharper than a whatever he was, and, yeah, just you know, come on, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: by the way, the real Trump isn't AI, <laughs> but even, my favorite thing about Trump is I, I discovered overnight over the last twenty four hours is that he, the big MAGA hat, the Make America Great Again hat, he used to wear that on bad hair days. <laughs> what I want to know is, what is what does he consider a good hair day? <laughs> Yeah, so Donald Trump used to wear the MAGA hat because, you know, of the phrase, you know, make America great again, because it's, you know, it cut through, it had some traction, it landed, as they say. But also, you know, it was a great insurance for a bad hair day because sometimes there just wasn't enough hair lacquer in the US for for Mm. him, you know. By the way, who am I to talk? uh, Mary said to me this morning, she went there, said had a haircut, I went, no, just, just... a bit more fallen out of the last twenty. She said, "Oh, I discussed it with everybody else. I didn't know whether to say it to you or not." And it's like you know, the, the lady looks pregnant on the bus, or the, your friend looks pregnant. Or you, do you say it, or do, do you do you Never say it. Well, it. No, you, say you say it, it once, you yeah. get it wrong once, and you never mm. say it again. But you have to feel that pain. And it's the same with my hair. Um, yeah, Bruce Springsteen dancing in the dark. Do you think he ever thought about running for president?
2: Oh, we'd vote for him, I think.
0: No, but do you think he ever thought I don't about think it? You get a vote, that's <laughs> us.
2: No, know, <laughs> but people true. would vote. I
1: know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I, but I mean, he can be more effective doing what he's doing, Br- can't he? I Bruce suppose. Springsteen or
2: Tom Hanks? Yeah, well... I'm or the, or the, or the, or the Hanks-Springsteen dream ticket. Oh, my goodness me.
0: Who's president? Who's vice?
2: Tom Hanks, president. I still want... Bruce Springsteen for the party. Okay. Dwayne The
1: Rock Johnson to become president. Because I think he might. Schwarzenegger would have done it wouldn't he he would have become because he was halfway there he was governor of California wasn't he
2: I don't think he's allowed because no. he was born in
1: Austria I know that's why it didn't happen work. Mm. thank you for clearing that up but um um yeah I think Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Johnson might I think he might do it I think he might do it you know the last uh, the last theatrical person Apart from Donald Trump, um, was Ronald Reagan, wasn't he? He was an actor. Uh, he also wore a hat when he was um, when he was on the the, uh, the campaign trail. He used to wear a cowboy hat. Yes, yes, he did. He wore a cowboy hat. Um, yeah, lots of Americans think that Boris Johnson is still our prime minister. Um, they actually do think because he just again, he cut through more. They just think he's still the prime minister um, and they think he parties, but party part properly parties because they've seen him and they've seen party gate headlines and they think he's just a party animal and that's a bit outrageous for us, for for, for UK citizens. And they think, oh, uh, he's been caught, he's been having another party. They don't think they have no idea what to do with lockdown because you wouldn't, would you? You know, you see a picture of him, you see some headlines on some news shows of. British papers, like, we see US headlines, you know, for a second or two on Sky News or whatever. And they just put two and two together and they go, oh, there's their wacky... They think he's a bit like Berlusconi. They think he's party party. They have no idea that it's to do with, like, you know, um, a bowl of uh, pretzels and some warm beer that that basically saw him... Become the ex prime minister because of him breaking lockdown. They don't see. They have no idea to so do with COVID. They went, oh, he's a bit of laugh, a bit of a laugh, and his hair's always dishevelled, probably because he's pulled another all-nighter, uh, because he's he's the partying prime minister. They still think he's our prime minister. That's
2: extraordinary. But you can sort of you
1: sort of get it. You quite no. You I completely, What do you mean sort of? I completely mm. get it. Of course, Hundo, hundred percent. Uh, right, Jared in Norfolk says, my alarm is the intro to Steve Right in the afternoon. Da, 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 da. <laughs> uh, I wake up every morning to the classic drum roll. Da, 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 da. We always have this ready just in case. I don't know why.
2: Yay! Oh, and you get round of applause to ease you
1: into the day. Coming up, the old lady. Tim's going to be here. <laughs> we got the factoids. Non-stop oldies. Oh, don't you miss him? I miss him Mm. Radio 2 misses him Mm -hmm. That's for sure Um, Yeah and that's nice isn't it Good morning Steve I know you listen sometimes Uh, Rachel says What is Vass's nice Peaceful alarm sound called It sounded fantastic It's called Never wake up again You might as well be dead
2: (laughs) It's called Ease your way (laughs) into the day It's the one that comes It's not an alarm It's It's the It's it's a beautiful piece of music But clearly doesn't work
1: Where is it 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 In one Thank you don't wake up, stay asleep, miss out on your life.
2: And by now, Don't by now up, I've usually turned it off, but sometimes. A... We'll sleep. It's right? I'll just leave it for Forget a bit. Forget about nice. your wife.
1: <laughs> Don't wake up, you haven't got a job, you haven't got a life. You stay in bed, you sleepy head, because you haven't got a life.
2: Beautiful. it's not going to wake you up though, is it? Well, my old alarm. We've also got in the system, which used to be in the in the shape of a cow. Yes. Have we got that? Because uh-huh. that's the opposite.
0: Mm. Wake up! Don't
3: sweep your life
1: away. Mm. <laughs> See, that's more like. Was that, was that Arnold again? <laughs> Sorry, was that Arnold Schwarzenegger? No, it was the cow.
0: So just, hang on a
1: minute, you were the... There was a moose reading the news in Zootropolis, but it was you. Mm-hmm. You can still be a cow and be Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't think in this case. I like the combo.
3: Wake up.
0: Don't
1: sweep your life away. That's definitely Arnold Schwarzenegger.
0: <laughs> per Caroline.
1: That's what he did when he became the ex-governor of um, of, of California. He just, he went and did that instead. Voiced alarms. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not? I think it's cool. Plus it's going down. Um, I've got my urology uh, appointment today to sort out. Well, to see if they can sort out my yeah, my issue with mm. just, just needing to just go to the loo all night, but not in the day. So it may be a psychological thing psychological trigger thing or maybe it's the inversion yes, of lying that's, down that's and, what I thought, yeah. and the water coming back from your legs into you know you being the where you your center of gravity not being where you needed to be but
2: my new mattress which is much more level mm. doesn't seem to sort it out I think it's when you're lying down doesn't your prostate sort of um push on your bladder a you bit really that's my why I think, out of this I think it's that
1: but I had my prostate checked last week by the masked finger you know this <laughs> yes i do i had an internal examination mm-hmm. it went very well very but it was our first the first day with the new doctor but we got, we went all the way. <laughs> what can I say? And yes. um, then I had some blood tests and they all came back on Friday. Uh, I've got I've got slightly high color- Oh, do you know what happens when the blood tests come back?
0: Well, you mean you get it all on your app. You get it on the app, but do you know yeah. do you know
1: about the color coding?
0: No. <laughs> So you get all the
1: all the metrics and all the all the markers, right? But if anything's above what it should be, it's in red, and you can just you just draw to it straight away. So there's like this really binary black and white thing. And then there's some red numbers. You go ah!
2: <laughs> but with the red cholesterol,
1: cholesterol LDL, and all this kind of stuff. I'll tell you. I've got them here. I'll tell, I'm happy to take you through them. But you see, see now the red on a blood test email. Is equivalent to the and alarm in the morning. You don't need it. You don't need it. And by the way, it, might, it turns out that my mark is the ones that are above normal. I, one is 0.1 above out of five. So it's 5.1. It should be five or less, right? But it's still in red. Yeah. How about amber or yellow? Yes. Or just just like slightly like not black, mm. you know? So, But, but not red. Unless there's something after red, but you don't want that, do you? No. no but it's red. It's like There's the Red Cross, like in the war, you know, on the front line. It's like, it's red and it's medical. Ah!
2: <laughs> and yes, presumably 5.1 would yeah. be the same red as 104. Chris is no longer with us. Well, oh, I heard he had his test back. No,
1: he had a heart attack when he just saw the red <laughs> yeah. on the thing. Yeah, his bloods were fine. But he'd had a cardiac arrest because mm. he's reading his... He's just, ah! <laughs> There's nothing wrong with them. F- slightly above. All right, a couple of clips here for you. So Bea and Walt recorded this um, alarm. This is actually B and Walt recording uh, an alternative alarm. If you want this, we can send it to you and you can make a donation to... Uh, I don't know, I Relief really or some, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> was that in a skip? It was, wasn't it? Did we film that? Was it on Instagram? Okay, and this just in from Dwayne The Rock Johnson. This potentially we are hearing is his first soundbite from a pre campaign um effort to become the democratic nominee for the white house
2: you're about to smell what the rock is cooking all right
1: <laughs> trump only wants to get back in for um the presidential diet coke mm. uh, which you get as a stipend and um all the pens that because he loves to give the pens away doesn't he he's running out of pens that's what he's doing <laughs> uh the bloods uh from my test last week by the way is there is there a, you know when you're at a certain age is there an mot that you can go and do is because i talked to my friend about this he's very clever he's a very clever man he started off as um as an optician as an optometrist and he is now like unbelievably successful whatever that means in uh, in various businesses i mean like you know sort of uh sunday times the, he's on the list he's very high up on the list and I said what do you think because he's also very good looking after himself and things like that and his family he's also he's always got time for people you know he slices time really finely you know you know I was I was in London at the weekend and he just happened to text me when I was literally outside his house and I live 35 miles away I said you're not going to believe this you must have sensed our presence we're outside your house he said Then um, are you coming in? I said, no, we're not that outside your house. We're like a 200 yards um, uh, down the road, literally 200 yards down the road. He said, oh, you've got to park here because there's no parking around there. I said, I think, well, well, it didn't even occur to me to knock on your door on a Sunday and say, can we please park in your drive? Anyway, uh, Sue so we went to him for a cup of tea afterwards. He and his la- lovely wife, the lady who can't pass a driving test, one of the cleverest people I've ever met, seven times, Rachel. Seven times she can't pass a driving test, including the last time, which uh, she, she she signed up for a residential course in Margate, two nights in a hotel, guarantee pass still failed for driving on the wrong side of the road for most of the test, which she'd never done before. She'd failed for basically everything, and that was this, I think that was the one thing on a list she hadn't ticked. <laughs> maybe now that she's failed in every aspect of driving, maybe she... I mean, surely if you fail on everything, doesn't that give you an automatic pass in a weird way?
0: I think maybe. Haven't you thrown
1: all the bags of sand out of the balloon and you just rise towards the heavens automatically? Isn't that what happens there?
0: Do you think maybe if you fail more than a certain number of times, you shouldn't be allowed to sit again? Maybe,
1: maybe. Paul O'Grady did that amazing programme, didn't he? With people like my friend who just couldn't drive. Do you remember?
2: No. Oh, it was massive. would quite like to see it
1: that, was, it, was, it, was, it was, you thought, that's not going to sustain a series. It was huge it was on BBC, like had that 10, 12 million viewers. What was it called? Celebrity... drive. There was celebrity driving school as well, but then I think he just did driving school um, with members of the public before that. And it was like, you actually think, nobody can be this bad at something most of us can do quite easily. But of course, of course, why, why wouldn't you? It's like having driving dyslexia. You just can't do it. Sending kids to school who who have this challenge by this particular condition, as Eli, our, our, our second youngest son was. You know, we were sending him to school every day to do something he wasn't programmed to do he did not have the software to do he does now because of this genius lady and her company we're going to get them on aren't we we're going to get them on to talk about um the key clinic in a couple of weeks time anyway my friend Ian so he says he said he said I said you know you know about all this stuff I said can I just go somewhere for the for the one fits you know all MOT you know because I've had these bloods done to do with various things you know and you can get like oh a set of bloods for this and a set of bloods for that and then the you know the judge's scores are in and all this kind of stuff and do you know he said to me he's so wise do you know he said Mm -hmm. to me he said chris the thing is yes you can and it's it's useful up to a point but the more you look the more things you find and you get to a point where that it's not useful anymore unless you've got symptoms. You know, the more you look, the more you find. And he says there's a point where it becomes unhelpful. And I'd never thought about that before, and it completely made me take my foot off the gas. Do you know what I mean? Interesting. I like it. it. Oh, well, I like him. He's genius, absolute genius. Anyway, here we go. So um, everything normal apart from in hematology. MCV, right comes up you can see it look it's red on the on the results mm-hmm. i mean that that is quite alarming isn't yeah. it because there's a yeah. lot of black there's a lot of numbers so it stands there's out. a lot of categories there's a lot of sort of blood lanes if you like all in black and then there's three red in red and you go oh it's in red. i mean literally you know your blood pressure goes through the roof and then you look at hematology mcv in red mcv is in red the letters are red 101.1 um average 80 to 99 i'm like 2.1 over out <laughs> yeah. of 100 and it's in red, you know, and this, it's either black or it's red. There's no in between. You know, can't they have a word with the Met Office? Amber, amber warning. Yeah. You know, what are, what are these, what is the, um, what is the calibration of those warnings? Do we know?
0: I think it's just amber and then red.
1: Well, I'll take amber and red. I'd like yeah. to, uh, more Some nuance. Some sort of
0: differentiation.
1: Whew. Um, MCH after MCV on haematology, also in red. Okay. 34.0 is my reading. Um acceptable um average 27.0 to 33.5. I'm only 0. 0.5 yeah. out. It's in red. Mm. If it was a hundred over three times what what it should be, it would be in red also. that doesn't work for me. <laughs> it's like a red light. A red light, you don't know, to stop. You know going, maybe stop. You know, stop-ish. No stop. <laughs> actually stop-ish. stop. Stopish. Actually stop. And then we go to cholesterol. Um uh, cholesterol five point four, generally five point four. Um, optimum 5.0 again in red, you know. Um, LDL cholesterol 3.5 uh, should be up to 3.0. Uh, Non-HDL cholesterol 4.1 should be 3.9 again. Just 0.2 over, all in red. It's all in red. It's three. very, very, very alarming. That was for me very alarming. But actually,
2: hmm. all great.
1: No, not not all great. Still well, work to be done. Well, so, so what I then did was I investigated. You know, how does one reduce one's cholesterol? Right. And I'm not gonna the the top five ways you reduce your cholesterol are basically how I live my life. I'm like, okay, and there was there wasn't a sixth. So the the five things, I, that's how I live. It's like, well, well, how do I reduce my cholesterol? You know, it's like to, to to I don't know, um, to 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 nip and tuck things. You might need a pair of scissors. I don't have scissors. Right, I'm out of scissors. My scissors are blunt. So I think the, no, I'm going to go for it. now. I shouldn't. I should get the list out. Number one was exercise more. Number two was uh, I can't remember actually, but the, with the fine things the way I live my life.
2: Well, I had exactly the same because you know I did the I did the sort of three hundred and sixty degree test last year, well, which you... Caroline got me for my birthday, and my cholesterol was yep. high, and and then he and he went through the things, and I went well I do all of that, and he goes oh yeah but you're Greek, and I went yes. <laughs> And he goes, well, because, you know, um it's, it's it's often Mediterranean men have this thing and it's called beta thalassemia and it's fine. Um And so that's just going to that's just going to be fine. So that's just sort of where your healthy cholesterol right, is. Thanks. But it was still red. So, yes, I think it's fine.
0: Do you think you might be Greek, Chris?
2: Maybe you're Greek. Oh, I'd love that. That would be great, wouldn't it?
1: I'm not hairy enough to be Greek, I don't think. Um... I can't find the top five things but literally the top five things it's what I do when I get up in the morning till I go to bed at night I'm like okay well I can't well
0: well done you because imagine what it might be if you weren't doing those five things
1: yeah well thank you very much indeed um, Six Nations um, come in again this uh, weekend is it the finals of the Six Nations final penultimate weekend penultimate weekend I do love the Six Nations very much looking forward to the Six Nations it makes me more excited about the weekend and I have lovely weekends anyway but I'm more excited about them because Six Nations uh, man gets some ready by getting intricate 6 pack tattooed on his stomach there you go.
2: <laughs> it's like
1: when you get to... When you're when they're dishing out the Marvel Heroes um, fancy dress outfits, hmm. if you get Superman with that sewed-in six-pack, it just makes you feel good. This does. Um, that works, doesn't
0: it? Not really. But What's that be- at the side? What? What's that white bit at the That's side? That's
1: him. The white bit at the side is him. It's like those dresses that you can get. Uh, those oh, yeah, yeah. figure-hugging dresses, clever. which are white around the midriff yeah. and then black like yeah, a sort yeah, of yeah. hourglass, They're and amazing. it makes you look yeah. unbelievable. What do they call those dresses? Oh, the,
0: the, There's like the bandage dresses, which are the really, really skinny ones, but that is just like the silhouette. is sort of, It's just very clever um, pattern design.
1: Oh, this is unfortunate. Uh, Mum covers her car with spray paint after mistaking it for vinyl cleaner.
0: Whoops. Oh, <laughs> what? what? Why is she using vinyl cleaner? To clean the car inside of the car. Oh, I thought you meant the outside of the car. (laughs) No, to clean the
1: inside of the car. Oh, no. What
0: colour is the spray paint?
1: Not great. Silver on black. I mean, she's stuck with it now, to be honest. Um, This is interesting. Harry Styles sends One Direction fans into Frenzy wearing T-shirt of bandmates before deleting it. Double tease, Harry. Mm. Double tease. Um, But it works. Finally for now. Here we go. Koala climbs up stunned worker's leg at petrol station. Uh, do do we have the audio of this? Um, yeah. An Adelaide service station attendant was stunned when a koala walked behind the counter and tried to climb up his leg. Aww. Mike in Hampton says I had an alarm clock which sounded like... R2-D2. I thought that was Radio 2-D2 then. (laughs) (laughs) Trauma. Um, Sanskara. Uh, Which is bad enough, but the fact it was on wheels and drove off the bedside table, so you had to chase it to turn it off, made it very effective. That's not what happened. I don't believe you. That's
2: hilarious.
1: It is hilarious. It may well have uh, have sort of um, driven off, but it didn't drive off, so you had to chase it. Because it would have smashed it. Well,
2: because preceding the cow alarm, I had a baseball alarm Mm. and you could throw it over the side of the room, and, and the impact would stop it, but then five minutes later, it would be on the other side of the room and it would from? go off. Where did you again. get it from? Selfridges. Did you buy it yourself? Mm-hmm. Both you... <laughs> the cow and the baseball. <laughs> you went
1: to Selfridges t- to the novelty alarm clock yep.
2: section and treated yourself <laughs> yes twice. I love that. Separate
1: occasions. I love that. We once bought all the teams. Do you remember those digital alarm clocks for Christmas? Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. No, it wasn't pre you. Well, I guarantee it wasn't pre you. Um, doesn't matter No but they, they weren't orig- You know these sort of Clock alarms mm. Clock radios You know with that one Like it And they were all They were all in the style They were all the same They weren't They weren't original They were retro I bought them At um, Christmas They were like You know in um, uh... Oh Groundhog Day Yeah You know when they click down Oh yes And then Sunny and Cher comes on mm. It was th- That remi- it reminded me of that I love those I love those I might get a new alarm Now that we're talking about it Because uh, I mean the problem is Your phone can do everything Can't you So your phone's sort of Taking mm. the fun out of your Sort of late night um, You know uh, Drink and purchase uh, Episodes Because you don't, it's all on the phone Isn't it it's all, In fact you, The phone the, the phone now You can you can buy things on the phone Mostly that you don't need Because of the phone yeah. <laughs> The phone has done itself out of the game.
3: (laughs) Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at (sighs) uh1.com.
1: Let's have some. Calm, shall we? A calm mind is a useful Mm. mind. No calmer mind than our next guest. So, um, big intro, and then we'll chat about
2: how we came to meet each other. I'm going to sing a bit of the intro. We met him in the bar on Thursday, asked him to the show on Monday, and now we're making Chad on Tuesday. He's the inspirational recruitment guru we had the pleasure of meeting at the big charity bash last week. He used to drink and smoke and eat meat, and then one day decided to not to. So please welcome the clean living MD of the CV. It's James Smith. Good morning, James. Good morning. So
1: we met last week at the My Black Dog Mental Health Charity Day, didn't we? Uh, we did. We had a high old, It was great fun, wasn't it? It was a lot of fun. It was the most fun. So many nice people. You know, um, I know that we had a table. I knew that we were hosting a table and people had bid to be on a table. Little did I know it was the longest table in the world, wasn't it?
3: It was a long table.
1: Thank you for bidding and it was great to meet you. We got chatting and I said you should come on the show. And I wasn't yanking you, chain. and now here you are. Indeed. So first of all, um, that's how we met. Yeah, then we got chatting. Uh, what do you do for a
3: living? So I own a recruitment business. Uh, we recruit executive assistants um, predominantly in London, but also around the world. Um, pretty much for kind of so celebrities, sports stars, ultra high net worth individuals, that kind of right hand person. How did you get into doing that? I uh, fell into it. Um, sort of started out in investment banking um, type recruitment. And then one day there was a specialist role that came in and they went, you can have a go at that. And then 23 years later, I'm still here. You
1: don't look old enough to have been doing anything for 23 <laughs> years, let alone you know um, a job, even being a person. You look so well, we'll get into that in a moment or two, because that's sort of why you're, you're here to have a chat. Generally, so you run a successful company. What does that mean in, t- in terms, what does success I- it mean in your world? What does that mean to you?
3: So for us, I think it's about, um, I-, I think overcoming the challenges. Often we're trying to find needles in haystacks. You know, the type of people we recruit, there technically is lots of them on paper, but it's trying to find that that sort of, special fit between a principal or a boss and a person that's their right hand
1: now i know there are some names you you can't talk about aloud um are there there any names you can mention
3: yeah i think one recently you had her as a guest on the show was roxy nefusi the um author of manifest yeah um so yeah so so she got to a point in her life where she thought that she needed more time and the kind of people that we recruit are the people that ultimately give you back the one thing you can't create more of which is time and um how would she find out
1: about you then how do your clients find out about you
3: a variety of different ways in her situation we were actually going to book her for an event right and then we realized that she was looking to recruit an executive assistant so we had a conversation and we came up with a deal that she was going to do an event and i'd recruit her an assistant
1: so hang on you do events as well
3: Uh, yes interesting mr bond (laughs) indeed so so ultimately in our line of work um we also try and help assistants be better at their jobs. So there are lots of kind of soft skills, um, emotional intelligence, resilience, those kind of things, which definitely help an assistant be a better assistant.
1: All right. So 20 years ago, you started off in uh, banking, and and then you sort of fell into this. Uh, What was the first day in your first office running your own business you know where was it how many was it from home or what how many people were involved uh floral street
3: in covent garden right um with a great view and um yeah it was literally kind of what have we done um who's we my, my, my wife and i right so um we've been married all the way through the whole duration and continue to work together so yes 19 years this year um and it sort of was really back to basics it was kind of calling people sending out information Mm -hmm. following up chasing up and eventually it just kind of connected
1: so who who was your first um uh not employee what would you call them because your clients are the people that you you find
3: people for so they would be candidates. Candidates. Yeah. So Sorry. clients. Clients and candidates. Yes.
1: So who was your first candidate and who was your first client and what did? how did they get together and how much did you
3: get paid and all that kind of stuff? So in terms of our first ever candidate she, within our own business, she was called Stephanie. Right. And um, we placed her in a specialist commercial interior design company based at Waterloo. Right. And um, that was, I think, through a referral through somebody we'd met who went, actually, I'm not right for this job, but I know someone who might be. And then we met and we kind of put the two together. So can people send you their CV then? Yes. How do do you get candidates? Um, For us now, a lot of it comes through from referral. I think after the amount of time we've been doing it and the success we've had, uh, it's kind of on a sort of um, referral basis in terms of people would just go, oh, I think they're the people you need to work with. So. kind of becomes a bit specialist. I mean we do advertise roles, um, but we typically try not to.
1: Yeah, it's funny, I was talking to a guy last night um in on the west coast of America who who sells cars and you know we were talking about this car and you know, I said, you know, is it is it what you say? He said, look, I know I know where you're going with this and I completely understand it. But let me tell you, um, you know, selling cars for us is not the problem. It's it's buying the right ones. So believe me, if we bought it
3: it's a great line, whether whether it's true like or not, but it's not the, that's not dissimilar to what you were saying, is it? I mean, ultimately very similar. I think, you know, certainly when you look at the role of an assistant, lots of tasks would be the same, Yeah. you know, so whether you're working for, I don't know, a very famous entrepreneur on the West Coast, right. or whether you're working for an accountancy firm in London, the job on paper is technically the same. You know, you're helping someone be organized, you're helping them with their schedules, you're helping book meetings, but the context of that job is very different.
1: I get it, it's so fascinating. So can you give anybody listening tips on how to hire the right person?
3: I think take time. I think it's to look at the person. So we have a saying we always use, it's not what you do, it's who you are. Right. And I think, you know, that's really the key part. I think a lot of people buy skills. It's always the same thing as like, you know, well, I always use the example of luxury brands. You know, they don't sell product; they sell brand. So it's about that kind of taking the time to learn about that individual in terms of where they're at in their life, what their aspirations are, and then asking yourself, kind of very honestly, is you know, can I offer them that? Yes. And I think if you can start on the right path, like today, then there's a good chance that that would work longer term.
1: And what about candidates? You say never underestimate the power of a CV.
3: A good CV. Tell us about composing a good CV. What does that mean? So a CV, I think for me, it's about trying to get behind as much as you can, the person. So again, you know, you go back to the tasks, kind of most CVs for us look very similar, but every now and again, you'll find those, those bits where you start to learn about the person's character in terms of maybe what they do outside of work, kind of what their interests are, um, it, it, that that kind of gives us an indication as to kind of potential suitability.
1: And what about how they look? Because you know that can be very pejorative, but it can also be very telling, can't it? Because my son was writing a thing uh, for his little speech challenge competition, and he thought the, it'd be quite ironic to do non-verbal communication as a, as a speech topic. You know, and if you if you research that, it is you know you never get the second chance to make a first impression, whether it's visually, audibly, or or whatever.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think we, we, we definitely have over the last couple of years had to adjust that slightly. I think we've obviously moved to a more um, virtual way of interviewing. And I definitely feel that some people come across better on camera than yeah. others. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a client recently where we had a candidate that we thought was going to be amazing. And we met them on Zoom. And I just had hesitancy. And I just wasn't, I, I didn't get that feeling that you kind of need with certainty to phone the client and go, you have to meet this one. Yeah. So uh, so we basically agreed that I would jump on the train, go and meet them for a coffee that evening, uh-huh. walked in and within about 10 seconds, I was like 100% fantastic. So what? which bit was missing on Zoom? I, I just think some people don't maybe have that warmth. I don't think, you know, obviously on Zoom, you're kind of looking at yourself sometimes. Yeah, and and I think from like a generational perspective, some of, the, some of the sort of younger people who've maybe grown up with social media, taking pictures of themselves, they just seem to be a little bit more comfortable. And what,
1: what about the um, the reliance um, or the re- reliance and reliability
3: on older candidates? Is there, is there a market for older candidates? There is. I wish there was more. Tell us about you know, that. Ultimately, I think you know that the the, the, the whole experience piece um, in terms of knowing what they're doing and bringing degree of certainty. I think with people who don't have that experience that want to transition into a new role, there is an element of risk. You know, you can say you can do it. You think you can do it, but actually having that certainty of knowing you can do it yeah. is, is I often, I think, underrated.
1: Yeah, and if it becomes a choice and you don't need to do it, a lot of young people need to do it or don't need to do anything else so they can give their all to it. And it's because it's funny, isn't it? You know, when I was younger, they talked about key man policies when I have my own companies and things like that. And they said, you know, if you are going to sell, then we need to tie you into a key man policy in case you don't want to work here anymore. And I say, well, why wouldn't I want to not work here anymore? But then as you get older, you think, no, I just want to be home with the children. You don't really, you don't actually think that's ever going to happen. You don't think I'm not that person. You, get, you think, other people are like that, but I just love work. No, there'll come a time when you think something else is more important.
3: Yeah, it's ironic. We actually use you as an example, which is quite funny in terms of, some of the stuff, in terms of probably somebody that works because they love their work. Right. And it's very evident that, it, that that comes across. Right. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was just Told an example. you, Mira,
1: <laughs> I do love this job. And it comes across. <laughs> <laughs> um, good. That's good. None of this is why we have got you on. This, this is this is the backstory. Can you believe this? It's so interesting, anyway. And none of this is why we got you on. Um, so you have to sort of because you're because you're high end and you know you deserve to be behind and you've got what you got because of all you've done and all the hours you put in, all the heavy lifting you put in. You then you know the the sort of expectation is very very uh, high. I would imagine from your clients for you supplying the right candidate are there any fail safes do you get to a certain point where you, you, it's sort of i mean you can never not fail i suppose uh, but are you at a point now where it's almost guaranteed and that's sort of what they pay you for
3: i would like to say yes good for um, you for not saying yes. um i think ultimately there there are some there are some clients where you know they they will sometimes maybe pick the person that you think I'm not sure whether you've gone the right way. But ultimately, you have to trust them because they obviously know themselves. And you let them know this is your choice now. Normally, we would let somebody know within their team, perhaps. Right. We wouldn't necessarily tell them themselves. Okay. That, you know, we think that, that maybe they should have gone the other way. But I think also what that does give us is is learning you know, and ultimately what we're trying to do is we're trying to create an image of that person. So, you know, often we don't deal with the person directly. We'll work with a member of their team. It's kind of secondhand information. And then you start to put the pieces together and yep. you see maybe questions they've asked in interviews. And you you start to maybe get a bit more insight into the individual.
1: Right. And we won't say any of the names out there. But these, these are like household, world famous household names uh, that we're talking about here. Not that that makes any difference, but obviously these people have to be Uber private, they have a lot at stake, as many of us do, but maybe more than most one would imagine, depending on a sliding scale of what people might want from you without necessarily admitting they have a, a side hustle or an agenda going on. Do you find that when you get it not so right, I can't believe you ever get it wrong, uh, but you know, when things are a little bit, you know, oh, this is a nine out of 10, you know, actually, that's interesting. Out of 10, where does it have to be before you? It can't be a seven, eight, nine, it's got to be a nine.
3: I think it depends on the person who's hiring, you know, whether or not they're prepared to, you know, start to build a relationship with somebody and it doesn't instantly connect. Right. How patient are they going to be to establish that? I mean, we always say it's a bit like a personal relationship. You know, some of the best relationships in the world start with a, you know, a a coffee. I'm not really sure whether they're my kind of person. And then suddenly 20 years later, they're married. You know, sometimes that happens. So it's down to their expectation in the very beginning of how fast they want that to connect.
1: Got it. Got it, hundred um, percent. Have you discovered that when things are slightly off or end up a bit off, there is a, a, a re, um, recurring common
3: theme? For us, I would say it's probably a mismatch in expectations. Right. You it's know, uh, maybe not. Maybe they're not truly understanding what the role would entail, and we've you know they've told us one thing, and then the reality when you walk in on. You know day one day 10 day 20 is actually slightly different and again it's down to i think how committed they are to find a resolution and have you
1: ever had any issues hiring people yourself uh, <laughs> do, you, do
3: you ever go to anybody like their therapists go to other therapists don't they so there, there is an area of recruitment where they specialize in recruitment people <laughs> see
1: that is so cool isn't it there's always a market somewhere yeah. and one that's called for i would imagine
3: Yes. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, I think, you know, they're doing the bit at the beginning where you're getting the CVs, you're looking at a person on paper, you think, oh, they could be okay. And then every now and again, there is an absolute rock star potential. Right. And they're the ones that you would pay the invoice for. None
1: of this is right here. Uh, just one
3: more question before we
1: get into why you are here. Um, if you could share with us, and by the way, t- ask me to unask the question. I'm very happy to unask the question, really genuinely. Um, I can't, what is a head in your hands moment for you in this field?
3: Um, For me, I think it would probably be, uh, you know, um, interview, people going to interviews and maybe saying something completely random. You know, we do a lot of work within. We have one, one that sticks with me for many, many years. We had a role working for a very high profile fashion designer and they walked in and the opening line was I have a passion for fashion. And you're like, <laughs> well, if that's as bad as it gets. Yeah, well, no, that one, that one to the person in question was like, well, that's it. It's finished.
1: I know, but it's still, I mean,
3: seriously, that's
1: okay with me. I know that, you know, you live to find another day, but that's fine. Okay, so the reason I've invited James in is because he says, listen to the show, loves the show. Um, and then he told me this story about this one day in lockdown. And this is the story. It's only going to take a minute or two, but it's just a great story. Off you
3: go. So I um, woke up one day and decided that that was the day that I would become the person that I probably thought I was on the inside. And maybe up until that point, hadn't lived a life that was uh, reflective of that. So um, yeah, I'd had, I think a, a, probably a couple of glasses too many of wine the night before and woke up and went, right, today is it. And went in and told my wife, today's the day. And she said, today the, today today is the day for what? And I said, is the day it all stops. And that was, um, Drinking, smoking, meat, coffee, um, everything.
1: Now, they say you should never do that. (laughs) They say you set the bar too high. This is the opposite of tiny habits. This is um, sort of earthquake moments as opposed to tiny habits or atomic habits. So you just woke up one day in the middle of lockdown...
3: Yeah, about a month in to the month first in, one, yeah.
1: And something somewhere triggered something inside and you said, That's it. Today I'm gonna to give up everything that's bad for me. Everything yeah. on the same day. Yeah. And yeah. you and you did, and how long did that last for? Uh, it's still now. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Four years on. Uh no. Three uh, sorry, three years. Nearly on. three years. So you gave up everything to, on that that was it. Boom. No cigarettes, no booze, no partying, nothing. D- all over. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I I see that I mean that's the story. There's no real point. It's just like what? And I saw you at the do and you look like a man who'd given up everything that was bad for him. Mm. And yeah. you still do. He was
2: he was sat opposite me, James, yeah. and he told me that and was like sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> and what? And meat, and smoking, and alcohol and caffeine
1: So did you were there any um was there any cold turkey symptoms? was there any bumps there any bumps there? Any close calls? Uh, zero no zero
3: close calls what is that um zero uh the 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 the, o- the only time the the only time yes. i sort of thought about it was in that kind of period in the lockdown where where everything kind of opened up again i yeah. had a meeting in london okay and i think there's lots of for me i think i was probably a creature of habit right so like certain places certain pubs in London, certain kind of things yeah. would trigger certain feelings. And it's feelings. not addictive. I'm not trying to get you out of anything here,
1: but that's not addictive behaviour, but it could be it could be obsessive behaviour. And the two are entirely different.
3: Yes. And I, and I still, to this day, think that it was, you know, I don't think that I had a dependency on any of those things. I think it was just a constant repetition of behaviour. So when I came to London on that particular day in lockdown and I walked past a pub that I had been in many, many times, mm. and I thought, oh... Okay, I feel that. And at that particular moment, two men at about 4.30 in the afternoon stumbled out and one fell into the road. And I was like, well, that's the universe telling me that that's is. not a very good idea. That's
1: your higher power right yeah, there. Yeah, straight away. Oh my goodness me. So there's no book in this because, you know, it's not, it's how I, because you, <laughs> do, you just did it. I mean, it's, 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 it's a leaflet. Or a tweet. It's not even a pamphlet, is it? I just decided to give it all yeah. up and I did. Boom. Yeah. Uh, mic drop. Um, wow, anything else you can tell us about it so we can get close
3: to? No, I, th- I, think, I think the key thing for me was, you know, there is, there is, and it's definitely something we are working on at the moment in terms of how we, how we can get it out there more for more people. Right. I think it's, you know, for me, it was a question of, you know, when people go on diets, when people give up things, they might feel a little bit better, Right. you know, but that takes time. Right. I, often, I often use a comparison of like um, that really expensive whitening toothpaste. You know, where you'll use it once and you go, well, it hasn't made any difference. But if you do it 90 days in a row, you'll start to see the difference. Yeah. So for me, it was a question of I was able to feel a lot better, much quicker because I did everything in one go. Wow. Wow.
1: I mean that's the thing isn't
0: it everything everywhere all at once there,
1: Yeah you were way ahead of that There's multiple oscar nominated movie and uh, I presume I've not asked you this I presume everything just
3: went vertical after that Yeah pretty much business business doing all right I would imagine well, anyway during lockdown not so much right. uh, which is how I came to be at my black dog right. was because we um we put together an event for people that were impacted by redundancy Oh Um, yes, let's mention this, your initiative. Yeah, So, so during lockdown, obviously owning a recruitment business was probably one of the worst industries you could be involved with. And I think lots of people were giving up time. They were, you know, becoming key workers. They were helping people. And I was like... What could we do? Because we haven't got any work to do. And then the headlines started coming through in terms of you know people that were being furloughed and redundant, you know, made redundant from their jobs. So we came up with an idea of the Great British Job Search. right? And um, we managed to kind of get, uh, I think, 21 guest speakers over three days through sort of um, lobbying them to help us and that's how we then worked with My Black Dog, because they were kind of our mental health charity. Brilliant. Well done. And the Great British Job Search continues. Not really. Not, not, we should, not we should really. bring it back. It, it, back. it was some. a moment in time, yeah, I think. Yeah, no, no, you're
1: right, OK. Baron, you, you're, you're the, I'm not going to argue with you. Jeez, you don't know anything that's bad for you. I mean, I thought I was pretty clean living nowadays, but he makes me feel scummy and dusty and dirty and six feet away from the nearest ditch. Jeez, James. Um congratulations well done. Well Thank done you. mate. That's Thank so you. So cool. talentsmith.co.uk. What do you think Rachel? Amazing. I love it. What do, what do you think gang? Eh? What a story, it's eh? A great story. Do you, to, do you do you talk anywhere about this? It, it's, work, it's
3: work in progress. Well
1: done mate. So cool. Anything you want to say to people because we're about we're over time. Anything you want to say? No, I
3: think I'm fine.
2: I <laughs> think okay. I'm
1: fine. I think I, 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 you're more than. I think you're annoyingly fine. I, all, all I would say is, I think I think the
3: one decision ultimately can change your life, and yeah. you know you could make that decision today, and you know the legacy effect of that decision, you know, ultimately knows no bounds. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be a big decision, does it? It could be really small. Yeah, it can be really small. Great to see you. Thank you. Stay in touch.